Hello, and welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Well, this podcast is a little bit of a supplement, I suppose, to the regular podcast. We're looking at the 8th of November today, and the holiday season is upon us. Uh, Tis the season for stress, anxiety, and depression. And that wonderful time of year when we run around frantically eating and drinking and spending too much only to end up with more debt in the new year. Um, We're specifically talking about mental health and well-being during the holiday season. To be upfront with everyone, I am a pastor, so I approach this from a biblical perspective and worldview. But I think whether you are a Christian or not, you'll find the principles we talk about useful. This is a time of year when people expect to be happy, but often feel let down. People struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression. The holidays are wonderful for some people, but for others, they're not that great. Uh, Some of that is a result of the extra stress of the season, uh, the holiday season. Stress is not a bad thing in and of itself. It motivates us to get things done. However, anxiety is not so great. Anxiety, uh, someone's much once described it as, it's kind of like being chased by a tiger, but there's actually no tiger. And depression feels kind of like someone died when no one has. So there are things that we struggle with. A lot of people in uh, our culture and society deal with anxiety, depression, uh, maybe too much stress. But I'm just hoping that I can maybe offer some things that might help someone out this holiday season. Your mind is a very powerful thing, more more than most of us realize. And it's important to be in charge of our mind instead of it being in charge of us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, the Apostle Paul says, all things are lawful to me, but I will be dominated by nothing. And what Paul's talking about is being the master of his own will instead of being controlled and overwhelmed by emotions and desires. Some of us struggle with that. Sometimes we're overwhelmed with our emotions. Actually, many people struggle with that. It's not unusual uh, for our emotions to get the better of us. Um, And part of the reason for that is that your brain has so much information to process. You're constantly receiving input from social media, internet, podcasts like this, news media, etc. The, the list goes on and on. It's obvious in the world that we live in today, we have to process more information than any generation in history. And we have to do it very quickly. There's a lot of it to process. The reality is, is that's not going to slow down or ease up. So we should take some time to think about what we are thinking about, and then take charge of what we allow into our eyes and ears. It really does matter what we think about. It'll, it matters what we allow into our eyes, what we allow into our ears, what we allow into our mind, and what we think about. It's a biblical concept that whatever you allow in determines what the output will be. That's true with what we eat. Um, you know, That's how we eat. What we eat determines who we're going to become as well as the things we consume as far as media goes. That's going to make us something. What you consume determines what you become. It really is that simple. What you think about today 
is shaping who you will be tomorrow. And that's why it's important to control what goes into your brain. And the concept is not very complicated, but it doesn't mean it's easy to do that, to control what goes into your mind, to control what you think about. And Paul gives us an outline for controlling what we think about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And this is what he says. He says, finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think on these things. That is what a calm, healthy, and peaceful mind that is under control thinks about. Things that are true, honest, just, pure, and lovely. And this isn't just positive thinking. Um, Often we're told we need to think positive, but that doesn't always work. It's not positive thinking, at least not in the contemporary way that many of us would use the terminology. Um, I don't know your mind or what you think about, but I do know that you're always thinking about something. And what we can learn here is that we can and should choose what we think about. We should control what we think about. We should determine what we are going to think about. And we can do that. It is possible. Um, we should do that, determine what we're going to think about, rather than our mind roaming around and randomly picking up whatever it happens to find along the way as we go through life and ruminating on that. Now, here's a theory I have. We desire some things, basic human needs. We desire safety. We desire pleasure. And those are, just as a couple of examples, those are both good things. Now, with all of the information available to us, we can always find something to be worried about. It's easy to do that. You scroll through your social media feed. You read the news online. You watch it on television. There's always something terrible happening somewhere. And unfiltered, uncontrolled thoughts will lead to seeing the world as a very dangerous place, which makes us anxious. It might even make us depressed. And the reality is, is that there's always something wrong somewhere. News travels so fast, it's almost instantaneous. We constantly see bad news, and then media sensationalizes that, usually making it seem worse than it is so as to get the attention of consumers and sell advertising. That's how it works. And in dealing with that, the very first thing Paul says for us to do is to set your mind on what is true. Again, we're not talking about positive thinking because sometimes, you know, things that we might think positive about aren't necessarily true. We're talking about true thinking. The reality is, is the great majority of what you see in the media has absolutely nothing to do with you and zero effect on your life. Think about that. The the great majority of what you see in the media has absolutely nothing to do with you, and it has no effect on your life whatsoever. Now, I've known some people, worked with some people, who, because of what they constantly see and hear, were constantly terrified that the world was about to collapse. And I don't mean kind of. They were living in constant, overwhelming, crippling fear, constantly anxious, constantly worried, constantly afraid. Now, in counseling, a very popular intervention is something called cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically helping someone learn to control what they think about. And often the reason people are 
depressed or suffering from anxiety is because their mind has been working overtime, ruminating on things that seem dangerous or terrible. But the truth is, they haven't come to pass. They probably never will. Or they have zero effect on you personally. Now, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, um, that's often accompanied by a lot of self talk, negative self-talk, saying things to yourself like, I'm a terrible person, no one likes me, the world is a terrible place, all of these things, which, you know, and most of those are very, very unlikely to be true. And maybe you've been catastrophizing in your mind, imagining the worst possible outcome in every situation. For instance, your boss says, I want to talk to you later. And that turns into something that you ruminate on throughout the day. And eventually it turns into, I'm going to lose my job. I won't have any money. I'll lose my house and my family will be in the street hungry and homeless. All because your boss said earlier in the day, hey, I want to talk to you later. And then when you do finally talk to your boss, you find out, you know, they just wanted your input on something. All of those thoughts turned out to be untrue. What happens when we think about things in that way, when we constantly perceive what we see and hear as a threat, our mind treats those threats, those perceived threats, those ones that we make up in our mind, our mind treats them as if they're real. It's like being chased by a tiger, but there's actually no tiger. And when we think like that, what happens is our brain dumps chemicals into our bodies like adrenaline and cortisol, like that's really happening. And then we go into fight or flight mode. Even though there's no real threat, our brain, our brain reacts to our thought like it's really happening. That's the same reason why scary movies are scary. You know, we watch something, there's a jump scare. We jump, we're startled by something on screen. But we're absolutely safe. There's no real threat there, but our mind reacts to it like it's real. Our brain reacts to what we think about like it's real, and we go into fight or flight mode. But because we don't actually fight or run away, we just hang there in that place, ruminating on the same thoughts, producing those same chemicals in our body, keeping ourselves in a high alert mode, leading to anxiety and then a lack of sleep and fatigue and depression and wondering why we're so miserable. You know, sometimes there really is something that needs medical attention in this and I don't want to downplay that, but often... Um, the feelings of anxiety and depression are things that we can take control of on our own by taking control of our thoughts. And we have the liberty to choose what we think about. And we don't have to be controlled by our thoughts. We can and should choose to think on the things Paul tells us to think about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, and things that are lovely. A list of things Paul gives us to think about intentionally and necessarily excludes things that are not honest and that are not true. The things that cause us the most problems with our mental health and well-being are often not true. We tell ourselves things that aren't true. We're not being honest with ourselves. Paul says, think on what's true, think about what's honest. Thinking about things that have not happened yet, but acting like they have, feeling like they have, or thinking about negative things that 
don't affect us as if they do. And part of learning to take control of your thoughts is learning to set boundaries and say no to yourself. Controlling your thoughts begins with saying no to certain ways of thinking, but that takes some work. It takes some time. It's not an easy thing to do that. If you're someone who deals with depression or anxiety, you probably already know this. Negative and untruthful uh, things are really easy to think about. They can they can take up all the space in your mind. It's easy to mentally camp out and dwell on things that are negative and untrue. And if you dwell on miserable things, you're going to be miserable. But maybe your circumstances aren't the best, you know. But your your circumstances, the media, that toxic person at work. All of those things don't have to determine who you are or how you feel. And I know it's popular to blame negative thoughts and feelings on other people or things that have happened when you were in a kid or in your past, that it's someone's parents' fault, and that's why they're miserable today. And sometimes counselors do dig into that and go into your childhood and talk about, you know, what happened to you when you were a kid, what went on when you were a kid. But that's not done to place blame or make you feel like a victim. What that is, is that's looking for the problem that is probably a lie we're telling ourselves so we can dig that out, sort it out, and learn to think about it in the right way. And frankly, bad things may have happened to you in the past. And it's right to recognize that, but you're not required to live there. And it's your decision that determines whether you do or do not live there. And that's going to be hard to hear. If you've had a difficult time in the past and are just learning to control your thoughts, I know someone uh, who had a worse childhood than most could imagine. And I don't have permission to tell their stories, so, so I can't do that. But if anyone had a reason to claim childhood trauma, as a reason for having problems today, it would be this person. What happened to this person as a child carried over into adulthood in physical ways that are far more difficult than the vast majority of us deal with or even would imagine. But this person is one of the most caring and generous people I know. They've even used some of those horrific experiences as a springboard to do great things for other people. And this person says, has learned, has taught themselves to think this way and says, it happened, but I don't live there anymore. Sometimes we need to learn to say no to some things, but that doesn't always work. If I say, think about a white elephant. So you're thinking about a white elephant now and I say, now stop it. Just saying stop it probably isn't going to work. That's not going to help you stop thinking about a white elephant. But if I add instead, think about a white rabbit. Well, maybe I can do that. Maybe that can help me shift my thoughts into a different way of thinking. And that's an illustration of what Paul is telling us to do. He doesn't just say, stop thinking about the wrong stuff or stop feeling bad. He says, instead, think about what's true. Are the negative thoughts in your mind true? Have they actually come to pass? Are you being honest with yourself when you ruminate on those thoughts? Even if they are through, even if they are true, even if something bad did happen, do you have to keep dwelling on that thought? Or can you replace it with something else? Can you move on beyond that? 
we're constantly bombarded with things that want into our minds, that want to control us. And we have to learn to say no to some things. There's so much information available, so many things coming at us all the time. Sometimes we just need to say, no, we're not going to think about that. We need to replace them with something else. And think on the things Paul talks about. Whatever things are true, honest, just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. He goes on to say, if there's any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. Part of controlling what we think about obviously has a lot to do with the internet. There are the things we search for, but there's also the side of the internet you don't search for. That just kind of gets fed to you. You know, I know if you're like me, you've probably seen the same thing when you're searching for something on the internet, and all of a sudden you get a lot of targeted advertising from your search. You're on your device, and you scroll, and you just happen to see whatever pops up next. When you use YouTube or you Google something, there are algorithms that just feed you more of what you search for. For instance, you and I could type the same thing into a search engine and will most likely be shown completely different suggestions, search suggestions, based on our past search history. For instance, if someone types COVID into their search engine, uh, which was a hot topic for a while, uh, different people will see different things. Search suggestions might be COVID symptoms or COVID cases, or for someone else, the search suggestions might be COVID hoaxed, um, COVID in the new world order. Your search suggestions depend on what you've been searching for in the past. You get shown more of what you've been looking for. And it's good to remember that. That may be a good exercise, actually, to see what kind of things you've been thinking about. Am I thinking on things that are true, honest, just, pure? Or have I been allowing the internet to shovel endless rubbish into my brain? Or have I been searching for things that, well, maybe I want to say they're true, but are they really true? Are they honest? Be honest with yourself. Are the things you've been viewing, hearing, thinking about, allowing into your mind, are they true? Are they honest? Are they just? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Or are they something else? You know, people like to eat junk food. Um, We also like to consume mental junk food. It's quick, it's easy, it's entertaining, but for the most part, it's a very low value and probably detrimental. The fact is that media availability is not going to decrease. It's not going away. You can't control that. Uh, Getting rid of it completely is not realistic either, at least not for most people. But you can take charge of what you consume. You can take charge of what you allow into your mind. We've talked about algorithms that, you know, feed you more of what you want to see. And those are very complicated things. I don't pretend to understand how they work, but I do know that they do work. Every time I search something, I get all kinds of targeted advertising. Algorithms feed you more of what you've been looking for. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we're being challenged to intentionally program our thinking by taking charge of our mind and deciding to think about things that are true and good. And that's going to help you deal with feelings of anxiety and depression. It's learning to say no to some things and yes to other. And that means seeking out things to say yes to. When we have a thought, we form a neural pathway in our brain. 
especially when we have repeated thoughts over and over and over. We learn to process information quickly. We don't have to stop and reason everything out anytime we do a small menial task because our brain forms neural pathways where our thoughts just kind of fall into those and they just happen. And that's it's kind of like almost like digging a, a ditch in your mind. And when we have the same thoughts over and over and over, our thoughts tend to fall into the same patterns. And often, you know, when we ruminate on something, that's what happens. Um, but we can change those pathways. You can change your brain and you can change the way you think, but it takes some effort. And that makes part of that effort is seeking out things to say yes to. Philippians 4.8 again, I'm going to read it for you again. Whatever things are true, these are the things to think about. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. Actively thinking on these things is going to help you change the way your brain works. And the word Paul uses for think is a Greek word that means deliberate and prolonged concentration. Taking control of your thoughts means being active in deciding what your mind dwells on versus passive. It's taking control of your mind, concentrating and thinking deliberately. And if you're trying to change a, a thought pattern, this is it takes a lot of work to do this, at least initially. Training ourselves to actively seek out things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, and thinking on those things versus passively letting whatever happens along be what you think about and ruminate on or worry about. Um, now, this, this part's going to sound like an advertisement, but for the Bible, and I suppose it is to a degree, but biblical literacy uh, is, is definitely on the decline in our culture 10 years ago. Only 20% of Australian Christians read their Bible. And that's Christians. That's not the general public. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious, really curious to know if people in the general public, if they if they read their Bible, if they're not regular church attendees, I would say probably not. Um, and the things we're talking about are all biblical. And we've drifted away from this understanding. But our culture is based on biblical precepts. And as we have drifted away um from those in biblical literacy has uh, decreased, our problems have increased. And the Bible solves a lot of problems. But as time goes by and we forget that and move away from those principles, those problems return. And you can't know the principles that solve the problems if you don't put those principles in your mind. And a lot of those principles that we need to know are in the Bible. And it's more available than it's ever been. A church is almost always near to where you are. Um, matter of fact, today, most people access the Bible online. It doesn't even matter if you can read, you can listen to it. I like to use something called the YouVersion app. There's all kinds of Bible reading programs, some of them about anxiety, depression, stress, things like that. What happens when we lose those basic principles in our culture is that and Christians do this too. Uh, we fill in the gaps where the principles used to be with whatever we happen to feel. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't work out very well because everyone feels differently about everything and, and nobody has all the answers. But the Bible's free. There's nothing keeping you from possessing the solutions you need. We've, you know, 
we've only been talking about one verse here for just a little bit, and there's over 31,000 verses in the Bible. And I encourage you, um, read it, listen to it, fill your mind with things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report. Um, even if you use those words alone, as the filter for the media you consume, that's going to be a big help. That's going to call out a whole bunch of stuff. Take control of what you think about. It's not that hard to fill your mind with things that are good and true. Really, this whole thing is about teaching yourself to think about the right things. And doing so is going to help you get a better handle on your mental health and your well-being. It's not easy and it takes some work, but it's definitely worth it. Like I said, if you've been thinking the same way about something for a long time, that thought pattern is going to be well-established, and it's going to take some time and work to change that. But it can be done, so so don't give up. Keep thinking about what's true and what's good. Uh, you can change how you think, so think about these things, things that are true, honest, just, pure, and lovely. And there are some other things you can do that are going to help you um, get there along the way. Um, some things you can do to help mitigate stress. And one of those, uh, yeah, mitigate stress, uh, help with anxiety, help with depression. One of those is just simply ease up on media consumption. And the world's not going to end if you miss the news. I know I've, I've talked with some people who have been very obsessed with the news, feeling that they have to know what's going to happen next. And a lot of that is just out of fear of what's going to happen and being able to protect themselves. But the fact is, as we've talked about, often it has no bearing on their life at all. So the world's not going to end if you miss the news. It's not that big a deal. I, um, yeah, I get my news in small doses as, as I want to, I don't watch network news on TV. I haven't watched it in years. I read on the internet occasionally. Um, but I still manage to stay up to date on things. And I'm just not as stressed out by not consuming as much media. It's okay to take a break from social media. Take a deep breath. Relax. Let it go. It's okay not to be... Uh, tuned into social media 24-7. Replace it with some family time or with friends. Go do something that you enjoy doing with your friends or read a book. And just for the sake of reading a book, pick a fun one, something you like. Get away from screens and internet as you're able. I know some people, you know, you have to work with that stuff and it's obviously it's not realistic to get away from it completely, but you can definitely tone down the time. Get outside, go for a walk, go to the beach, go for a swim, do something you like to do. Connect with other people. And again, not sound like an advertisement, but if you're within a reasonable distance, um, come visit our church. We have Sunday service every week at 930 at 405 Hinkler Drive in Wongery. You know, if you're close enough, come, yeah, come visit. Stay after, hang out for a cuppa with us and, and connect with some people. We've got a lot of great people in the church who are friendly folks and just nice to hang out with or visit a church close to your home. You know, being part of a faith community and involved in that can be a big help. Um, take time to pray and meditate. I think sometimes part of our struggle with mental health is the lack of realization that we are spiritual beings. Um, we're physical, we're mental, we're also spiritual. 
another thing, this is very simple, that you might find helpful is what's called box breathing. Um, this is helpful when you're feeling stressed, um, when you're feeling anxious. You can sit in a chair, get comfortable, put your hands on your knees, relax, and think about your breathing. It's, this is going to help just ground you. It's going to help shut off that flight or fright response. Close your eyes. Concentrate on your breath. Breathe in for a four count. Hold for a four count. Breathe out for a four count. Hold for a four count. And repeat. Do that for three to five minutes. And what happens when you control your breathing is you tell your body uh, it's okay to calm down and it's okay to shut off that fight or flight response. Um, You can also practice good sleep hygiene and work on your bedtime routine. Sleep is very important. Put your phone in a different room. You can get an old uh, mechanical alarm clock or something to get up in the morning. Um, Eat right, get some exercise, go for a walk. All of those things matter. Another thing to consider, especially coming into the silly season around Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff, if you struggle with depression and or anxiety, something that you really need to consider is how much alcohol you consume because of parties and get togethers at at this time of year, especially, you know, people tend to overindulge and drink too much. But if you do and you already struggle, alcohol will definitely make anxiety and depression worse. Uh, Even if you don't struggle, it can bring that on. So go easy on the food and beverage, go outside and enjoy some sunshine uh, well, I, I hope you find that helpful. That's all I have for today. And if you think this might be helpful for someone else, please share it with them. Uh, I, and really it's just something I put out there. It's completely, you know, free goodwill, whatever you'd like to call it. Maybe, uh, I hope you find it useful. I hope it's a gift for you. And I really hope that someone else might find it useful. So please share it around. Uh, you're welcome to message me. Um, Whatever platform you're on, you can message us through Hinterland Baptist Church on Facebook or Instagram. You can get a hold of me that way or Christopher B. Miller on Facebook if you want to. Um, and if I'm able, I'll try to help you. Um, if if I can't, maybe I'll try to find somebody who can. But I really do hope for peace and for calm for you and a good holiday season. I hope the very best for you and wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have a great one and I hope to talk to you again soon.